Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, a phone is ringing. 105.3, the phone. I know now I it's our buddy from DallasCowboys.com as well as 105.3, the fan, the great Brian Broaddus. How you doing today, Broaddus? Doing well, boys. Hey, Steve, I have a question for you real quick. Let's do it. All right, the Jesse, Holly, and I, I took the field before the, uh, before the playoffs started, and the field happens to be now Toronto. And I bet yep. Carolina barbecue against Louisiana gumbo. Do I have a chance to get my Carolina barbecue, you think? I think you're in really good shape, Broadus. You know what's funny, man, is, is I, well, I don't know that it's funny. I think it's ironic. So my logic on last June, I picked the Celtics to win the championship. Sure. And the main, the main reason I did is because the likelihood – that you can keep your best players healthy over a five-year span to go to five finals and win four of them, that's sure. a miracle. That is a yeah. sports miracle for that to happen. Now, it didn't unfold like I thought it would, but it does go to show you just aside from putting a team together and playing the best that you can play and assembling the best team, there are so many factors that go into winning at any level, especially the highest level, that if the, if the Golden State Warriors do end up pulling this off, Good God, that's one of the greatest achievements in sports. I think I think you're sitting in a pretty good spot right now, especially if it looks like Durant for sure isn't going to be back for Game Four, and Clay Thompson is may not be 100 percent healthy. Okay, I was just worried because I I did take the field, and I was thinking the Bucks were going to be my way of making this happen. But me too. I'm really happy the way yeah, I'm really happy the way that Toronto Raptors been playing. I think in three games they've been pretty good. Other than you know a, a couple of quarters, I, I felt like they've been all right. So, Broadus, everybody's talking about Dak's improved footwork and the work he's put in with John Kitna, and, and obviously we understand with a new offensive coordinator, there looks to be some more speed, some more gadgets. There's not going to be as much predictability. I'm starting to get real excited about the season that Dak's about to have. Do I need to slow my roll a little bit because these guys are really just out there without pads right now, not even going against each other? Should I just tap the brakes a little bit, or are you starting to hear the same things and starting to get a little bit excited? Well, I live in the building out there, and they let me watch practice occasionally. And so, yeah, I, I feel like, though, if you want to get excited about a physically fit Dak Prescott, a guy who after uh, Cowboy U today went out on the practice field and continued to work out and throw balls and stuff while, you know, others were probably eating lunch and heading on home. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the accuracy's there. Uh, the mechanics look better. He's not missing passes. He used to throw a ball that was really bad over the middle. It would go high. It fluttered. It wasn't as accurate as it needed to be. The throws that he's missed, uh, you know, that we've been able to see, have been ones that might be, oh, half foot off or something like that. It's not something that that we've, uh, you know, with Dak, it's kind of been a little bit, you know, through his career, maybe a little bit of a hit-and-miss guy. But there seems like to me, though, there's a little bit better knee bend. There's a little bit better arm angle. 
There's a little bit better body control. There's a little bit better body that looks like a quarterback body. You know, so, yeah, I, I think if you want to get excited about him and what the work he's put in, absolutely, you know, go as fast as you want. But you're, you're right, though, to a point. We'll have to see about uh, with, this, with, what, with Kellen Moore. You know, there's some things that it, obviously he is going to do differently. And the fact that they've added some guys, some offensive weapons, I think will, will make things a little bit better. But, yeah, by, by all means, get excited about Dak Prescott and what he's done. You know, and I was listening to the G-Bag Nation talk about all this, and one of the things Kavanaugh was talking about is like, hey, look, even if Dak doesn't make these improvements, I would expect him to be better because I expect that offensive line to be better. What are some of the ways, aside from just health, what are some of the ways that we might see that offensive line be better? Is it, is it Connor Williams? Is it the McGovern? Is it Tyron's health? What, what, how do you see that whole thing shaking out? I think it starts with your good buddy, you know, Travis Frederick is really what I think. And, you know, when I, I asked Jason Witten this question today, uh, you know, talking about some of the red zone issues and things, I said, were you the reason why that, you know, you're not being around they had red zone issues? He said, no, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that, you know, you got to look at some of the factors that were involved. But it's clearly, you know, the thing with Travis Frederick is, he is really the glue that kind of holds that thing all together. Nothing against Joe Looney in the way he played, because I thought Joe Looney played brilliantly for the level that, you know, we've seen Joe Looney play. And so, so but Travis Frederick has just got this ability to make things go so much smoother. The calls are smoother. The, 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 the combinations of the blocks and identifying who needs to be picked up and stuff. It's just such a, uh, you know, it's such a, a relief for a quarterback to have to de- to have a guy like that up front that can just be can think the game along with you, and so I think with the offensive line that you know Kellen Moore you know, will take some advantage of their athletic ability. I think Mark Colombo in his full season here as the offensive line coach uh, is is very valuable to what they've done. Mark's got a great temperament. He's a he's a teacher. You know he gets a lot out of these guys. These guys have. They're very comfortable with him. And I, I think that, you know, last year at this time, we were kind of, there was a lot of questions about, you know, what was this offensive line really going to be, you know, with the line coach with Paul Alexander. And now, you know, I think you understand with Mark Colombo what it's going to be. It's going to have toughness. It's going to be smart. It's going to be a line that has a lot of athletic ability. And it's going to have a coordinator who is going to try and uh, tailor his offensive game plan to allow those guys to play to their strengths. So after the first week of OTAs, uh, Sanjay Law was very complimentary of John V. Johnson, the guy they, uh, yeah. who's an undrafted guy, I believe, from Toledo. And yeah. then yesterday, all the buzz is another fast dude and Reggie Davis at wide receiver. Is Reggie Davis just a body who was showing out when they're not in pads yesterday, or has he legitimately got a chance to maybe sneak on the back end of this thing? Yeah, I think John V. Johnson's been the one guy, KT, through nine practices has been the most consistent. Uh, you know, when you start talking about what receivers have, have, have done a really nice job, I think that, you know, that Randall Cobb is a guy that looks like he's played with Dak Prescott for three years. That just tells you the kind of ability. And you know that. You saw him play for Green Bay all those years. So you understand the player. I think that with, you know, with these young guys, with a guy like Davis, you know, he took advantage of a situation yesterday with Gallup having a little bit of a sore hamstring. And, you know, these coaches in the OTAs and the mini camps, they could throw these young kids in the middle. And next thing you know, you know, Davis is lining up with, you know, with Cobb in, in the slot. And then, 
also Cooper, Amari Cooper on the outside. And next thing you know, Dak Prescott is holding Darian Thompson in the middle of the field with his eyes and giving Davis the opportunity to run. And so, you know, and Dak threw a beautiful ball to him that he was able to pull in, and he made a couple more catches going across the middle. So, you know, it's it's a credit to the kid for hanging in there and, and you know, and, you know, being a little bit like what we maybe saw with Antoine Woods last year with all of a sudden it's like not very much, not very much, and all of a sudden you have a, one or two good practices, and then, you know, then you're part of the mix. So, you know, like I say, give the kid a lot of credit. Uh, for being ready when his number was called and making some plays. And, you know, he'll be one of the, uh, of, you know, there's probably, you know, four guys, five guys going for a couple of spots. And, you know, if he keeps making plays like that, he's sure going to be in consideration. Uh, Brian Broaddus joining us on the Men and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. I'm, I'm super intrigued by Tony Pollard. I can't wait to see how Kellen Moore utilizes him. And obviously mm-hmm. one of this team's struggles has been with being so predictable. And I think Kellen's going to help immensely. And, to that end, Tony Pollard might be a nice little toy, but I'm also curious if, if you know, because every once in a while we hear somebody say, oh, no, this guy can put his foot in the ground and run between the tackles as well. So I'm wondering what you've seen in the, uh, the time you've been able to see him out at OTAs. Have you been impressed with Tony Pollard, and what are your expectations in year one for him? Yeah, he made a really nice cut yesterday. You know, they didn't block the two inside linebackers, and, you know, he could have run straight into the hole and it had been a game for one. Instead, though, he, he took his, as you said, Ben, he took his right foot, he put it in the ground and went to his left as hard as he could, and he picked up a block on the outside by, uh, by Blake Jarwin holding, you know, holding the backside. You know, they were trying to run the ball weak, and he, you know, Blake was holding his block over there, and it got him around the corner. And so instead of a gain of nothing or one yard, he turned into a seven-yard gain, and, you know, he ran – those linebackers that were waiting for him, he, they ran him into trash, and they couldn't get to him. And so, you know, those are the types of things with, with Pollard. I think that he's further along right now than Weber. They're trying to use Weber a little bit. We're kind of forgetting about a little bit, though, about Darius Jackson, who has really been the backup running back to Ezekiel Elliott in these camps. And I think that people are going to uh, see a lot of Darius Jackson uh, this, uh, this summer when we get to Oxnard in these preseason games because he's finally healthy. He's two years now removed from a knee injury that he had when he was the Browns. You ask him how he feels, he feels absolutely great. He looks quick. And so, you know, not much attention paid to him, but as we speak on this June day, keep an eye on Darius Jackson along with these other young running backs you're talking about. Broadus, yesterday on our show we had Billy Bob Thornton on. If you could oh, interview yeah. if you could interview or talk to one actor or someone from the movies – uh, who would who would it be? Or, or you can give a couple names if you'd like. You know what? I have always – I wish that I had the opportunity to talk to Al Pacino because I'm a big, big, big fan of the Godfather series and stuff. And I just am always – I'd love to have asked, you know, his, his take on all those and all those great actors and actresses that he worked with and the whole – I mean, it's just such an emotional role that he played and – so yeah, him and you know it's just kind of an off the thing. I'd love to have talked to uh, to Rodney Dangerfield about some of the stuff that he did. I love Caddyshack as a comedy and stuff, and you know he was such a, a great actor as far as you know making me laugh and stuff like that. So, but Billy Bob Thornton, I mean, man, you know him, Halle Berry, holy smokes, you know what a scene that was. So uh, yeah, I want to feel mean, good. Make yeah, me feel exactly, good. Feel good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, let's all feel good. <laughs> but uh, you know, so yeah, it's uh, it's 
you know, those there's so many great actors and actresses in this country, and they and and it's amazing the work that they do, you know. And I, I just like I said, I mean, there's probably a full this far too. I'm not as pop cultured as you guys are, but there's like I say, there's a couple of movies. Al Pacino was one of my favorite all-time actors, so I, I would definitely want to talk to him. You just said two things there that really intrigued me, Broadus, because, you know, you work with the young knuckleheads, the Kavanaugh's, the KT's, the Helms, sure. those guys, and they don't have the reverence for God, the Godfather that they should. And, man, I know growing up that at our house, if the Godfather was ever on television, it was stopped down. Me and my dad watched it, and then at one point you get a chance to see, did you ever see the version of the Godfather where they cut it up and they put it sequentially? Yeah. So that, yes. yeah, yeah, which is an incredible experience. But the other thing is, you know, some like I know KT came around and enjoyed Caddyshack. You did, yeah. Did, okay, loved it. Sure. Did you did you see the documentary on Caddyshack? No, I didn't. And you know, again, it's it. I, I, I the reason I follow along with you guys on the radio and on Twitter and all that is because you guys tell me what music to listen to and what shows to watch. And you know, I try to catch those things, but yeah, I did not get that, that the documentary on that one. We are going to make that a priority for you because as a man who loves Caddyshack, you will absolutely love getting all the details on that. It well, is... I appreciate that. And one more guy I'd love to talk to back in the day, Humphrey Bogart. You talk about old films and stuff like that. That's another one of my old favorites and stuff. So kind of a drunk actor. That's kind of a guy I like to sit down and have a scotch with and then kind of, a, kind of relive some of those days as well. Man, I love that. You know, my favorite Rodney Dangerfield move, it wasn't even Caddyshack, not not movie, move, uh-huh. was back to school at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. He's uh, he's at a party, Adrian Barbeau's his wife, and he's disinterested with all the guests, and so he goes and makes a meatball sandwich. Oh, no. <laughs> I, he, I have the recipe. I have the recipe <laughs> for that sandwich. Yeah, you do? I, I do. There's a, there's a, if you ever go on YouTube, there's a guy called Binging with Babish who is a, is a chef. And he goes out and recreates the famous dishes from movies. Oh. <laughs> if you go on Benjamin with Babish, he recreates the Rodney Dangerfield sandwich where he takes the middle out of the bread. The yes. Whole of bread. yes. And, and that's why, that's why you tuck the meatballs in there. There's deviled <laughs> eggs on it. There's all, oh, it's an incredible sandwich. And, he, and the guy recreates it. So, yeah, if you ever, if you ever uh, want to go back and look at old movie food, Binging with Babish on YouTube. Done. I'm doing it this commercial break. Hey, Broadus, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, boys. Thanks for moving me around this week to allow me to talk with you guys. You take care, okay? Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.